Here's what's coming up on today's show. I'm going to guess you say kitchen. That's going to be my guess. <laughs> Kitchens, bathrooms, and outdoor spaces. I mean, that seems to be the best way to spend your money for improved value. Buying or selling real estate can be stressful. After all, it's not any old house we're talking about. It's your home. When it's time to buy or sell, turn to Colleen Benson and the Benson Broker Group with Keller Williams. Get answers to your real estate questions and put your search in capable hands. It's time for Keeping It Real Estate with Colleen Benson. Well, let's get to some listener questions, Colleen. Our first one is from Brent in Westland. And Brent says, I'm thinking of using an adjustable rate mortgage to buy my next home in order to get an initial lower interest rate. But I know these were a big issue during the housing crash in 2008, and the rate can go up in the future. Are these mortgages becoming more common among your buyers, and how do you typically advise those who are evaluating these? Oh, gosh, this is such a great question because I have been hearing that word, that ARM, as it's called, adjustable rate mortgage. My first way of advising you or anybody thinking about these is I'm not a lender, so talk to your preferred lender. If you need one, let me put you in touch with a couple great ones that can just really talk to you really understand the difference and what it would mean right now versus conventional 30 or 15 year loan. The other thing in this question that I heard was the housing crash in 2008. And I just want to remind you that we're not entering a housing crash, not at all. Housing prices will continue to rise year over year in this part of the world, especially. And so there is another thing that I'm hearing amongst lenders right now that is wonderful. And the message is, um, let's get you locked into a 30 year or 15 year mortgage, whatever you prefer with a capped rate. And then if the interest rates go down next year or in six months or whatnot, we'll refinance you into that lower uh, rate for free. So that's an opportunity that I would highly take advantage of if a lender's willing to, you know, get you in maybe at five and a half or six or wherever you land right now, get you in locked in into your mortgage. And then in six months, if we go back down and we start seeing something in the fours or something, they'll refi you into that for no cost to you. And I think that sounds like a really good plan. I like how uh, folks are looking for those creative solutions, still trying to be smart financially, uh, but looking for ways to kind of still make these things happen and uh, make the best choices for each individual buyer. So there you have it. Some good analysis there. Didn't know that some of that was up. So thanks for the details there, Colleen. Uh, If you've got more questions about mortgages and that process, Colleen is certainly there for you and can answer a lot of those questions, but then can also put you in touch with qualified lenders that she works with all the time who can give you even better guidance and uh, evaluation of your options, run credit checks, all those kinds of things for you to help you get accurate estimates of what you're going to be paying, uh, what your interest rate is going to look like, all that good stuff. Get in touch by calling or texting Colleen directly if you want to have some conversations about that. 503-830-9467 is the number. That's 503-830-9467. And always online at BensonBrokerGroup.com. All right, Dan's got another question over in Salem, and Dan says, We just sold our home with another agent. I'm feeling a bit of shame or regret. Not exactly Uh-oh. sure how to describe <laughs> it. Uh, but a lot of our neighbors sold in a day and for way more than list price. Ours sat on the market for three weeks and sold below list price. It was kind of embarrassing as this hasn't happened to anyone else in the neighborhood. What do you think we did wrong to flop so badly? 
Oh, gosh, that's a hard question to answer without knowing more details. But I can kind of relate it to maybe a couple of ideas, and I'm just going to throw them out there. Unfortunately, I'm seeing some realtors offer a very reduced commission right now. And then therefore the service and the marketing and all that goes into what we do to market price present a home is kind of discounted. Okay. So you get what you pay for. And I don't know if you paid for full service real estate commission right now is standard 6%. And if you're paying any less than that, as the commission goes, you're probably not getting the quality service that you would if you're paying for full service, if that makes sense. So, and then the other way to look at this is really comes down to price and presentation to get your home sold. And both are teamwork, you know, price seller has a lot to do with how we price a home. And then presentation, you know, luckily with my team, because we we sell so many homes, we have a six-figure marketing budget. And so sometimes that really pays because that's part of the technology, the Google Analytics, uh, reaching the right audience, retargeting the right audience to get your home in front of as many as potential buyers as possible, whether they're local or out of state or even out of country. And we have the technology tools that we pay for to make that happen for the homes that we market, present, and sell. And then the other thing I can think of is just really such a wonky market, you know? Sometimes we just, even as expertise sales agents, we'll go list a house and we're just kind of, we don't know which way it's going to go. Is it going to sit on the market or are we going to have a ton of activity right away? But typically in the first week, we know, you know, either we're getting showings and we're getting feedback as to why we aren't getting offers or we aren't getting the showings. And whatever it may be, if we don't have offers within the first couple of days, we need to have a meeting and pivot, pivot our marketing, pivot our price, pivot our presentation. So maybe that was something that was missed if you sat on the market and when you say what flopped so badly, maybe that's what it was. But I'm sorry to hear you didn't have the most wonderful experience there, Dan. And um, thanks for the question. Yeah, really good question. Thank you for that, Dan. Tiffany over in Bush Park has this question. We have about 20000 we can put towards some home improvements. What home upgrades would you do to increase the value of a home with that kind of budget? We wouldn't be selling this year, but a few years from now is likely. Oh, well, that's a fun question, huh, Walter? What would you do? <laughs> well, I always love uh, the position that Tiffany's in where you're making some upgrades with the idea that it's increasing value, but mm-hmm. you're going to get to use it yourself for a little while. Because I remember when we sold, exactly. our, we sold our first home, we didn't make many like uh, nice upgrades. I mean, we did maintenance and things like that. And we did a lot of landscaping outside that we got to enjoy over the years. But inside, we never really spent the money to upgrade anything until right before we sold. And after we did it, we were like, man, it would have been really nice to enjoy the home with the, the white banister or the... <laughs> The, the white mantle above the fireplace or freshly painted walls or the updated kitchen countertops. Man, that would have been really, we would have really enjoyed the home even more if we'd done those things sooner rather than waiting to the last minute. Right. So I like the, yeah. the way Tiffany's thinking here. Yeah, it sounds like it is. And um, I mean, I still believe I'm, I'm going to guess and- you say kitchen. That's going to be my guess. <laughs> Kitchens, bathrooms, and outdoor spaces. I mean, that's that seems to be the best way to spend your money for improved value. Yeah, with 20K, I mean, depending on the kitchen, that's not maybe an entire kitchen redo, but maybe what new, maybe you can kind of spread that around a little bit, right? Like you could do yeah. new countertops in the kitchen if they're in need, but if the cabinets are in good shape, maybe keep the cabinets as they are. And then maybe you can spread some of that around to the bathrooms. Do, the, do you need new vanities in the bathroom or 
Can you do some conversions there, that kind of stuff? Yeah, yes, definitely. You know, I just purchased an investment property and my contractor, you know, he's, I believe he's always looking out for my best interest. It really feels that way, which is why I continue to hire him. And I didn't like the kitchen cabinets. And it's just, it's going to be a rental for the beach rental. And he said, well, Colleen, you don't like the color. I said, I don't like the color. They're painted. And he said, but I could touch up with the same color and save you a lot of money just with some new poles on it versus repainting and doing a whole new co- color would cost you a couple more grand. And I'm like, you know, go the go the cheap route on this one. I can get used to the color. And he did, and it looks fantastic. It just like nice. the color isn't bad. It's kind of like a, a light green, but not like a lime. Like it's it's a neutral green. But then he put these beautiful silver drawer poles and it just modernized it so quickly. So I think there's ways you can look for the upgrades without spending a lot of money. You know, you don't need new cabinets. Maybe you just need a touch up or oil finish or something to just clean them up, make them look better. And um, there's options for, you know, quartz versus granite. There's some opportunities for less expensive um, and still doing high-end countertops. Appliances, you know, I don't know, but appliances sure change the look of a kitchen, but they are expensive. And then, um, yeah, I would say with 20K, it'd be kind of fun to see what you can do. Yeah, you could either go kind of go ham in one room or really spread it out throughout the whole house. See what you think has kind of the the bigger impact overall. Does every room need a little facelift or is there one room that maybe has an overwhelming need? Maybe that. Well, I'd be happy to come over and and let you know what I think. So anytime, just give me a call, Tiffany. (laughs) Even if you're a few years out, it's a great uh, perspective too. Even though you're a few years out, never hurts to develop a relationship with a real estate agent early on. And so you can kind of ask these kinds of questions too as you dance closer to that date of selling eventually. So if that's on the horizon, even if it's a few years away, Tiffany, great idea to go ahead and have Colleen and her team come out, take a look at your property, give you some of that guidance, and also go ahead and uh, establish that relationship a bit. Uh, Call or text 503-830-9467 to set up a time to chat in more depth. Again, 503-830-9467. 9467 is your number to call or text to reach Colleen. All right, last question of the week comes to us from Alice in Kaiser. Alice says, I'm blown away at the rental market. I had given up on buying a home after losing a bunch of bidding wars, but now I'm losing rental bidding wars. No kidding. We tried to rent a few places recently and got turned away after someone else offered more for the home. So now I'm back to thinking I might as well buy something if I'm still going to have to battle with overpaying. I guess I don't have a question. I'm just venting. Thank you, Alice, for that. Aw, I didn't know there were bidding wars. I mean, I, I don't work with the rental market specifically. I just work in sales. But if you're debating on renting versus buying, you, you know what my answer is going to be there. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see it happening, though. I, I think I saw an article or two that said if you're depending on the market, if you're renting, you may have a situation where, you know, you go, you submit an application and then someone comes in over top of you and, and bids more on the monthly price for that home to, to get into the nice neighborhoods and the places that people want to be. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Now, I never and thought we'd see that kind of situation where you'd have bidding wars over rentals. Gosh, it's, it's just tough out there. I know. But I like I mean, where Alice is thinking, choices. at least Colleen, like she's like, all right, if I'm going to be in bidding wars anyway, I might as well come back to just buying something. Yeah. And really, it, you're not overpaying. I mean, 
that's a misnomer. I mean, you're not overpaying because it is still retail value in this market. And so therefore, don't look at the price you're paying. Look at the monthly affordability that you have. And so if you can get into a home purchase for the same amount that you'd be paying in rent, it makes sense. Let's buy versus rent. It's home price growth is still going to continue year over year. The Keeping It Real Estate Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and most major podcasting apps. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Just search for Keeping It Real Estate with Colleen Benson on your favorite app to find us. Or you can find subscribe links, listen to past episodes, check out the show notes and other great resources, including ways to contact the show and Colleen by visiting keepingitrealestatepodcast.com. That's keepingitrealestatepodcast.com. Did you know that Colleen Benson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Keeping It Real Estate radio show, Saturdays and Sundays at 1 p.m. on AM 1220 and 104.3 FM KSLM.